You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello and good day, San Jose. Welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast. I'm producer T, and today I'm joined by the full squad. We've got Isha from the Soda Pod. We've got Dylan, the regular co-host. We've got Kyle, and we have Nick. How are you guys doing? Isha, thanks for jumping on the show, man. We really appreciate that. <laughs> I was still in the lobby. I didn't know I was going to participate, but I'll talk oh, some more. Good thing I did my soda pod prep. What's up, boys? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. That's amazing. That's amazing. Happy so, training camp day. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I- I'm doing good, though. You know, it's uh, piss and rain out here on Vancouver Island as usual. So uh, it must be sunny in California where Nick is. Always. <laughs> and uh kyle has headphones now update from last episode um right. he's still he's still on wi-fi so he saved about i don't know 75 bucks by uh <laughs> by doing this on wi-fi kyle how, how are you doing how you like the new setup i'm tr- i'm working on it it's still a work in progress but it's a lot better so far there you go there you go i, like I think it. i think you know what so far everything's going pretty well so i i don't want to jinx it but i think we're i think we're on the right track here i think we yeah at least at least we didn't start with you just looking like you just had lost the complete will to live well no i I, when we first saw kyle pop on the other episode it was just a blank there and he's shaking his head i thought his dog died or something (laughs) (laughs) what's happened not a little whiskey not a little whiskey (laughs) But uh, I think we got it all figured out. Kyle's dogs are doing just fine. Don't you? Don't yeah. you worry. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. Uh, Easter from the Soda Pod. Where can the fans find you? At the Sports Talk or at the Soda Pod. There you go, producer T. At producer underscore T E E. And Nick. At Nick Floor underscore. I see you. Uh, you bought that pop again from last time. Uh, what, what's it called again? The the Mezzo Mix. The Mezzo Mix. You're, you're yeah. liking that stuff, Soda right? Pop. It's good. Liked it's so not much. a. You <laughs> bought it twice. Two episodes in a row. <clears throat> I like it. Yeah, my biggest issue with cola is that it's too heavy after like the first eight ounces. It just gets that kind of taste in your in your mouth. Just in case you didn't have a good enough description. For everyone listening on the podcast and don't get a visual of that, I don't know. Any kids listening? Any kids? You might want to turn this turn off this episode. That's a very specific measurement too. After exactly eight ounces of coke, I'm done. Yeah, because like with you know the little bit left, I'm just like fuck it, and I just want to throw it away because it's just too tacky on the the tongue. I mean, producer so, T, what do you normally go for? Five or six ounces at a time? Well, I go for the well, what, like per per sip? <laughs> I'm confused. What you kind of question is that? Like per pop or per sip? I'm so confused by that question. Oh, I I wasn't talking about pop at all. Um, out. Back to the measuring cup days. Yeah, oh, the yeah. measuring stick. Oh, man. <laughs> Kyle, did we get your Twitter handle? I don't know if we did. No, we didn't. It's uh, McLaren underscore K. There you have it. There you have it. Um, 
All right, boys, what should we get into first? Actually, we, we got some Twitter questions that we might as well dive into. Uh, the first one is from at AGJ202RD0. Uh, that really rolls off the tongue. Uh, <laughs> having quality players, the Sharks' uh, power play started off dreadful last season. What changes do you expect? Um, well, it's it's kind of hard to say. I'll, I'll go first here. It's kind of hard to say because we didn't really add any power play pieces as far as I'm concerned. You know, we added Ryan Donato as, as far as forwards go. He might slot into the second power play unit. Uh, so I'm not sure what else is going to change for the Sharks power play. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? Well, you know, I'll tell you this. is uh, my, my thing is I think they're going to change the setup. The, the entry zone uh, is going to probably change. But the dynamics of the whole team, they're going to be the same people on the ice. But I think they have to kind of simplify it, get pucks to the net, and try to tip them in and get in the second and third uh, chances because – it's the same crew as it was last year on the first line. To me, Donato doesn't add much on the first line power play unit. No. Maybe the second. But it's changing the system up of how they enter the zone and how they go back for the puck and retrieving it. And, you know, once they're set up, once a guy like Eric Carlson gets the puck, just fire it on net. Don't don't yeah. try and make a nice move at the blue line. And then they get a breakaway and score Martin Jones. Like let's let's yep. not see that happen. Let's I, <laughs> yeah. I agree with you, Kyle. Let's keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah. I, I honestly think that the power play this season, like the question kind of says, like despite having the quality players we do, we had a bad power play. Well, it's just gonna depend if the quality players that we thought we had are gonna play like the quality players we thought we had. Last yep. year they didn't. Like we know that Carlson wasn't up to his game. There was a lot of guys not up to their game, and that's why the power play was especially vulnerable. If these quality players that we just talked, like like you both just said, we didn't move anyone. We didn't really add that much to it. So it's going to depend on these guys who were already there last year to have either a huge step up year or it's going to go the way that, you know, that a way that it did last year. Yeah, no, I agree. We need, we need a few bounce backs on this team. Yeah. We number need- one key is health, right? Everyone's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And then number two is you have a completely new system. Like Kyle said, it's going to get overhauled. So you have Rocky Thompson, uh, headlining the power play essentially as the new power play coach. So we don't have any more Steve spot bullshit like we had last year. It's like the same thing over and over and over and over. And if it didn't work, then we're not scoring. So we're going to have a completely different system. We're going to have a different look because Jumbo's gone. So we're going to need someone to kind of fill that assist man, that that playmaker on the second line, which I, you alluded to with uh, Donato. And like back to the first point, it's health. Everyone's going to be healthy. With the, we're going to be able to see within the first couple of weeks what a healthy team can do once they get going. Um, I think that's really going to dictate it going forward. Uh, well, since we have Isha from the Soda Pod, uh, <laughs> covering the Minnesota Wild <laughs> on the Hockey Podcast Network, do you think Ryan Donato will make any sort of impact on the second power play unit for this team? I think he will. I think what hampered Ryan Donato was him not being given a big enough leash and room to utilize his tools. Like when he was played with the Minnesota wild, he barely got any power play and he was buried on the fourth line. The guy still managed to put the puck in the net and chipping offensively for like the, I don't know, five to seven minutes max a night that he got. So his shot is what is his special, his specialty and his one line, I guess, drive into from the neutral zone into the offensive zone. He's not a guy who's going to dig in the corner much, but he's a guy who can cycle the puck and shoot. So 
put him on the second power play, see if he can shine. Maybe he becomes, you know, a shooter that can make his way up in the first as well. Yeah, I, I think he'll add a good element to our second unit. Look, he's scored at every level of hockey he's played at. He's just one of those players who, like, if he can't play in a system with the top six, he's not a National Hockey League player. Right. Yeah, he's going to get that test here because, I mean, the biggest thing for training camp that's starting today, by the way, December 31st, um, is what is going to be rounding out the top six for the Sharks. So it's like number six is kind of a big question mark right now. And I think Donato is going to end up, you know, given the work being put in and, you know, it's not just going to be handed to him. I feel like he might be able to earn that top six forward type of minutes to actually see what he can contribute to the team. Uh, great question. We, we have another one here from Nicholas Egan. You can find him on Twitter at Red Shark Pack. I think he's, he sent a few questions to the podcast in the past. Oh, yeah. uh, he, he wants to know who's your dark horse candidate to make the team this year. Uh, any names jump out at you guys? Ooh, dark horse, probably Frederick Handmark. I know he's yeah. not being circled. <clears throat> and when I say make the team, I'm not talking like taxi squatting around. I'm talking like actually on the team, you know, bottom six type of player. I think Frederick Handmark is probably my dark horse. I think he's going to come in hopefully from the SHL pretty soon if he hasn't already. And, um, I want to see him get the opportunity to compete for that third line or fourth center role. Yeah, that's that's who I was going for. I, I think the likelihood of him making the team is actually pretty decent. Um, so if yeah. he makes an impact at training camp, I think he can make the team. Uh, Producer T, Kyle, any other names or or should we move on? Uh, I'll give you an opportunity. What? No, you hate no. Man, my my only thing is 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 it's a short training camp. There's no exhibition games. So to me, somebody that is a rookie coming into the system or new to the organization is going to have a harder time to make the team. To me, it's going to be a lot of the AHL guys maybe stepping up in the beginning to see what they got. Uh, but it's again, it's there's no exhibition games. There's there's really no training camp, and they're going to be stepping into NHL games right from the get go. So I think it's going to be hard for somebody a dark horse to make it from the beginning. Uh, without a couple weeks, maybe because uh, what HL doesn't start till February. So what I'm hearing now. So it's, it's again, it's, it's to me, it's it's going to be a lot of the same people that we've noticed in the HL NHL make this team off the get go. Kyle, I, I'm a little bit disappointed. I thought you were going to come out and say Ryan Merkley. I really did. <laughs> yeah. You know, what? I I hope so. But you yeah. know, it's he. I mean, he's another offensive defenseman, and and that's where I go. Is you went. Does the Sharks need another offensive defenseman? And, and to me, they need to get back to playing actual defense. And you, I read uh, Bob Bootner's comments the other day is they want the defense more of the offense. How much more does he need the defenseman in the offense? Yeah. To me, they got to be able to stop pucks. Yeah, and Ryan Merkley honestly doesn't really help with that. And, and I kind of agree with that. I mean, for him to be a, a bottom-pairing defenseman, I don't know if that makes sense either. He's almost a guy where it's like, He's either in the top four or he's not in the lineup. You know, yeah. we need that shutdown pair, and he's definitely not one of those guys. There are rumors circulating around that. He's gotten quite, uh, not quite larger, but he's put on some weight in the offseason with the with all the time off. He's well, added, like, close to, <laughs> well, I'm talking like functional weight, Dylan. <laughs> he's uh, allegedly 15 pounds of muscles, what I read somewhere. I don't know what the legitimacy is on that, but that's, I mean, for a shorter guy like him to add just some weight onto him, it'll probably help him in the long run. 
Yeah, I, I think it will. Uh, great questions on Twitter. Thanks to everybody that contributed. Uh, we're going to move on to point predictions for the 2021 season here for the San Jose Sharks. Uh, 50 game, 56 game uh, regular season. Boys, uh, we'll start with Nick, actually. What are your predictions for this upcoming season? Now, I, I touched on it in the last episode, right? I said, this is realism. This isn't you know, oh, I hope that they can make the playoffs and do this. This is what I'm hoping. This is realistic expectations. And I put their record at 22, 29, and 5 at 49 points total, uh, missing the playoffs, uh, which is I think is a legitimate kind of area. I, I don't expect them to get any higher than 20 wins. I mean, 22 is being generous. Um, it's just the competition around them got better, and we kind of stayed stagnant. And when you're when you're moving horizontally in the league you're technically moving down because everyone around you is getting better if you're not getting better yeah so uh i don't think they're going to be as bad as long as the team is healthy because the the health kind of ruined the season for the sharks per se um but i expect them to come together more as a team this year to build that culture together and to grind out a couple of surprising wins against some hard teams and to beat the teams like anaheim and la there you have it. 49 points from Nick. Uh, Producer T, what do you have? I was uh, a bit more, not quite as kind, should I say, as Nick. Like you said, he was he a little kind it. with the 22. I went for 20, 30, and 6 for 46 points, and they missed the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I feel like this year is really going to be so dependent on these guys having a bounce back year. And this is just not – it's such a weird season. No training camp like we've talked about. And with a team that are, is – you know, we're quite susceptible to injuries. I don't know if that's going to really help us at all. Um, I think this is going to be a, a tank here. Like we talked about on the last episode, not necessarily a tank on purpose. But I just think that, like Nick said, the teams around have gotten better, and we haven't really. And I don't think we're going to get any stronger. So, Yeah. That's why I, I went with my pick. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Kyle, where do you think uh, the team's going to end up this season? <laughs> in the dumpster. Can you guys hear me at all? The points? Yeah, we can hear you, Kyle. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. Is he frozen? Or, or no, he can hear us. I hijacked all of his bandwidth. You guys said my oh, yeah. video looked choppy, so I took it all from him. All right, well, I'll, I'll take Kyle's turn then. <laughs> uh, so I have the Sharks down for 50, 53 points uh, this season, 22 wins, 25 losses, and nine overtime losses. I mean, I think we're going to beat up on the LAs, the Anaheims uh, in our division. I think Arizona, I think we're going to have a healthy bout against them. We might be able to split that. And and the Blues, well, I wrote this before they had uh, Hoffman on a PTO. So if they, they had Hoffman, I, I don't know about that. But I think we can I think we can get a couple wins out of St. Louis, which uh, puts us at around 22. I mean, either way, I think we're going to miss the playoffs. None of us have us even close <coughs> to making it with these predictions. So it's, it's going to be a tough year. It's going to be a tough year. I think the biggest sort of uh... – dictation about what the sharks are going to be as a team there's a stretch and i i have to give credit to alex uh his twitter handle is at real sf dynasty he he pulled this up and i didn't even fact check it i'm just assuming this is true uh he said from march 22nd to april 17th the sharks play no one except minnesota la arizona and anaheim 
They don't play any of the more difficult teams. So those are essentially going to be the, if you, if you count the other three as like lock-ins for top three, those are the other teams that are going to be competing for the fourth seed. Now, if you discount Arizona, sorry, not Arizona. If you discount Anaheim and LA, you put us above them, but you put us slightly below uh, Arizona, who's slightly uh, more or less uh, below Minnesota. That's going to dictate where the Sharks are going to be. Because if they can beat those teams, then they can push for that fourth spot. If they can't beat those teams, you're going to have these 46, 45 point season at the end of the year, which would essentially, in my opinion, I think it would be like a bottom five finish at best. Well, that's quite the quite the noise injected into the uh, to the podcast here. But yeah, I, I think another huge factor is going to be goaltending. We were really let down by our goaltending tandem last year. I mean, we added Dubnik. Who knows? Maybe Martin Jones has somewhat of a bounce back season. But if between one of the two goaltenders, I think, okay, who is doing that? Jesus Christ, boys! Is someone scratching their nails on a chalkboard? Like my God. I think that's I think that's Kyle right I now Kyle trying to get the headphones situation. Headphones. Kyle and I are working behind the scenes, getting it working, boys. All okay, right? okay, there you go. No worries. Uh, I don't even know what we were talking about, so let's move on. Uh, training camp is starting yes. today. Holy shit! It's finally happening. Hockey is like actually here. Guys are skating on the ice together. Boys, it's uh, it's been a while. I, I, like to be honest, I don't know what we've talked about these last eight months. I really don't. What a, um, what a day for training camp to start, though, New Year's Eve, eh? Yeah. What <laughs> Happy a, get New the Year, boys. Get the boys. Let's working. do some lines. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have given them the two days. Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing. Better get used to it, boys. Yeah, <laughs> Better yeah, get used literally. to it. Welcome to the literally. fucking show. <laughs> um, so, I don't know, guys. Let's, let's maybe talk about some players to watch. Uh, during this training camp, Nick, who do you, who are you watching in this training camp that uh, some people might not be focused on? So I'm I'm not focusing on the big guys. I'm not focusing on Hurdle, you know, the bounce back. I'm not focusing on Burns to see how he's going to do without Jumbo by his side. I'm looking more towards the younger side. Now, um, I've noticed that John Leonard has been hanging out a lot with Mario Ferraro and he has committed to the Sharks training camp. So that's a big name that I'm going to look forward to. And I know Jeff Facoon, who's a big listener on the show, is going to love that. Uh, he's a big fan of John Leonard. He comes from the UMass. He's going to be uh, competing for that bottom six role for the Sharks. Is it the San Jose Sharks? Are we still the San Jose Sharks? Or are we the Scottsdale Sharks I, I now? I we're the Scottsdale Sharks. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the New Jersey unveiling of uh, the Scottsdale Sharks. But yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think John Leonard is someone I'm going to keep an eye on. He's going to be competing with the likes of Noah Greger, uh, Frederick Hanmark, who I alluded to a little bit earlier, as well as uh, like Dylan Gambrell, who has a leg up on him because he has a little bit more tenure, essentially, with the Sharks. But I think John Leonard is going to surprise some people. I think he's going to do a great job, and I think he's going to end up on, at minimum, starting day one fourth line winger. So I'm going to put it out there. There you go. There you go. Not even on the taxi squad. I like nope. it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he has a good chance to. Um, someone, I, and we, we've already talked about this guy a little bit in the podcast, but somebody I'm looking forward to watching is Ryan Donato because he's really the only, I mean, I wouldn't even call him a big piece that we added, but he's the only guy that we've added that can maybe put up 15 to 20 goals. Like we were, like we were talking about, he might be able to impact the second power play unit. So I'm just really interested to see what he brings to this Sharks team after making a changeover from Minnesota. 
Uh, Producer T, who are you looking out for? Well, I know that, Nick, you kind of said that you were staying away from uh, Thomas Hurdle with the rebound year, but I'm going to go for a rebound player in Eric Carlson. I mean, I think that since he's moved from Ottawa, he, he hasn't really found his groove at all. You know, he hasn't played. I think the most he's played was 56 games, and the, the five years prior than that at Ottawa, the minimum he played was 70. What's yeah. interesting about this year, though, is with the shortened season, if he can stay healthy, he might actually, this might be the perfect springboard to next year. He might really find his stride in the shortened season, find, you know, some confidence. He might not get hurt with a, maybe less of a grind, even though I know it, you know, I know it's a tightly packed schedule. But uh, yeah, I, I'd really like to see him really prove his worth for what we gave up for him. Because I know that he, when we when we traded for him, we, we had such high hopes for him, and I just hope that he's able to find find his stride and uh, put up the numbers that he did when he was with Ottawa. Man, he's he's so talented that he has to find totally. it again. Like, yeah. I, I don't accept the, the fact that he, he'll be, like, just a 40-point guy moving forward the rest of his career. No, he's going to have a bounce-back season, and he's going to be a 60- to 70-point defenseman for the Sharks team. And I, I really – I agree. And I feel like, like I said, like the shortened season – the less games, this might be the perfect confidence booster yep. he needs. If he no, can that's, get that's through this, point. if he can get through this shortened season without getting injured, get some points on the board, and really find his groove again, I feel like he'll be a real great asset in the next few years. And, yeah. and Doug Wilson went on record to say, for the first time since the Sharks traded for Eric Carlson, he's officially one hundred percent. So you're saying essentially, Doug Wilson is confirming that he has never been at a hundred percent for the yeah. Sharks. Yeah, even well, through the can, first training camp, you can you can see, see that through the numbers, yeah. like the, the numbers, like from when he moved to the shark, like the games played, points, everything is just, just way the way he played. He used yeah. to yeah. join the rush a lot more in Ottawa, and he, I don't know, stayed more back in his zone and couldn't battle at all in his own zone. Yeah, the the ankle from 2017, come you know, compact that into the the groin. That, Throw a little you know, Achilles in there, and yeah, a little bit of that. That a sprinkle, a little bit of Achilles at the end there, and you have yourself a fine fucking stew of shit, essentially. <laughs> um, no, I'm excited. That's, I mean, I know I didn't want to jump on it, but I really, really like that player. I'm gonna, of course, everyone's gonna be eyes glued to him because with Ottawa getting Stutzel out of the pick that we essentially forfeit over. He's a stud, this, by the way. Oh, he is a man. That's a man right there. <laughs> He's a man. <laughs> <clears throat> like Sorry. I mean, whenever I, uh, Canada scored on them, and it's like, man, like I love the passion, but <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Don't I mean, we got our own team up. <laughs> we got Senators fans right now that are like, Ottawa won the Eric Carlson trade hands down, rah, 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 rah. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Calm down. Easy there. Well, Shane, uh, calm down. On paper? <laughs> On paper, so far they have though. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like it, the prove it year, right? Totally. The yeah. next, the next two three years are really going to show whether this trade was a huge loss or not for the Sharks. Yeah. But so far, I, I, you know, especially with the last year, I felt like it, it. We we did lose that trade when Ottawa went so much further up the up the draft. I don't know. It'll be yeah, interesting well, the next few years. For me, like I have a Carlson jersey, so I just want to be able to wear that thing without having to put a paper bag over my head and poke <laughs> uh, for ice hot. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I really am, and uh, I'm tired of Kyle just fucking ripping on me every time I put it on. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. And Kyle has left the building, by the way. Yeah, Kyle. In his last comment, he was the internet is awful. And then he forgot. <laughs> Should we play the breaking news clip for that one? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
She <laughs> <laughs> almost spit out his beard. I did. Uh... <laughs> Are you and, you're not you're not pissing in bottles this episode? I was gonna say like, at not, least I didn't piss it out this time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Isha, to your point about Eric Carlson, just kind of circling back to it, you said that you know in previous years he would jump into the rush and be a, a catalyst for the team as opposed to just sitting back and playing more defensive. Essentially, that partnered with Bob Bugner's quote about having the defense more involved with the offense just leads me to believe that. Carlson is going to just going to pop off this year. If there's going to be one Sharks player that is going to shine above the rest with a rebound season, I would punch my ticket for Eric Carlson. Oh, it's I classic. Agree. I agree. I, I just got to yeah. say, well, I mean, Nick, you're the true professional. You got it from me and producer T talking about pissing in bottles. You brought it right back to Eric Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> we need that on the show every once in a while. Get a little carried away. Get a little carried away. I don't want to smile on my face, though. So. You getting carried away, though. What do you guys think of the mascot talk from the last episode? Oh, that, that was that was amazing. It, it really was. I mean, I, Bond on by one question, 20 minutes of just talking about mascots ripping each other's heads off. Uh, yeah, it literally. was pretty deductive as well. It wasn't just like throwing names out there based off of looks. Like we had full critical analysis going yeah, you on. You guys had graphs up on the wall that you're referencing. <laughs> to. You're like, you guys fucking went into it. We may do a whole bracket. We're like, well, we know Gritty runs a sub 540, so he's faster. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And yeah. Gritty obviously won. Like, and it wasn't, we didn't just give it to Gritty right away. Like, he worked his way to the final. He, he really earned that spot, eh? Fucking <laughs> hard to get there. Yeah, Stop Sparky. He took on Sparky in the final, if I'm not mistaken. So there you go. Well, yeah, it was Game of Thrones themed as well. So we had to give it to a, a dragon killer. So there you go. Well, either way, you guys killed it. Isha, thanks for uh, filling in for myself, producer T, and Kyle yeah. uh, last week, uh, the three man show. But, Appreciate uh, that, yeah, boys. Yeah, you guys, you guys killed it. Uh, mascots ripping each other's heads off was exactly, exactly what I was hoping for uh, for the Christmas special. So uh, th thank you guys. I mean, thank and the, the Sharks mascot, I mean, he basically could just hang around until someone noticed like, oh, he can't actually get on the land. And then they took him out. But yeah, the other luckily, Nate, were first to go. Yeah, luckily Nate said we couldn't vote on him. So it made it easy for us. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. He wouldn't have lasted long anyways. Nate, nope. Nate's basically a part of this show by now. I mean, yeah. He's either got questions coming her way, hijacking our live streams for Nick. We'll try it. Uh, so big shout out to uh, Nate. We're going to destroy your team in the regular season, but it's, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. All right, boys. Uh, do, you got, do you guys have anything else before we uh, jump off of this episode? <clears throat> no, man. I'm just excited for training camp, excited for, for hockey to start. We get an extra couple of days to get the, our legs underneath us and uh, – was it eight games on the road we get to start? So, hey, Yippee. get this road trip started, boys. Well, get it started I mean, right. It isn't every game on the road. Yes. Like, yeah. The Arizona Sharks. The Scottsdale, Scottsdale Sharks, baby. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need to make up some mock-up jerseys of that. I don't know what I would put on there. Maybe just the Sharks jersey with, like, the, you know, the uh, the reverse retro with the the desert scene on the bottom of the phoenix coyotes jersey just add that to the show that'd be pretty sick there you it would, go it would be absolutely disgusting <laughs> just have the shark sitting there in the desert looking completely <laughs> out of breath so confused as to why it's even here just tries just to like, fuck out <laughs> it's just like i need water <laughs> oh that'd be a good representation of uh the upcoming season wear a mask yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, or you'll end up like the shark <laughs> 
All right, fucked well, up and out of breath. That was quite, <laughs> the ending, quite the morbid ending. But uh, let's give a quick shout out to our Twitter handles before we jump off. You can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. You can follow the network at HockeyPodNet. Isha, where can the fans find you? Find myself at VI Sports Talk or the Soda Pod at the Soda Pod. There you have it. Nick? You can find me on Twitter at NickFloor underscore. And Producer T? Find myself at Producer underscore T-E-E. And uh, you can find Kyle at McLaren underscore <laughs> A. Not we can't bad. find him, though. He left mid-episode. Uh, he was shaking his head. He was very angry looking. So uh, who knows what actually happens. It happens when you buy a Mac. That's what happens, folks. Uh, all right, guys. Let's, uh, let's end off this show here. It's been a fun one. We'll catch you all on Monday.